Welcome back to the Footy Attic podcast and today we are going to be talking about our Boxing Day memories. So we've got the usuals back again, Tom, Leon and Ed. And yeah, well, I think we're coming up to probably the best time of the year for football. We get it thick, thick and fast and well, I'll start off with Leon. Leon, um, Arsenal memories of Boxing Day, what have we got? What's, what's your, what's your favourite memory? My, 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 see, for, when it comes to Boxing Day, you, 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 you've had your scran, you're sitting down with a cold beer in your hand, and you're like, who's on? Who's on the TV? Obviously, like, everyone's playing on Boxing Day. And my actual like greatest memory was, uh, I think it was a couple of years ago, when uh, a certain, I think it was either... See, actually, I might be getting it wrong here, but I, I, was, was it was it was it the, the Giroud Boxing Day when he scored that scorpion kick? I, th- I think that. Well, I think it, it might have been, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was Boxing Day. When I when I saw that goal against Crystal Palace on Boxing Day, I was like, "Oh my god, what a goal! This guy, this guy's like six foot two and banging in goals like a five foot seven guy." I was like, <laughs> "It was insane." When I saw it live, I, I was like, "Oh my god!" So that's that's definitely up there for me because like. I was, I was watching the build-up to that goal uh, a couple of days ago, because obviously about this topic. And I was just like, the passing in that, like, Wenger ball was insane. Like, you take it for granted now, like, watching Arsenal play now, we can't even string, like, five passes together. But watching the build-up play, like, Alex Awobi, like, this guy was so good on the ball. And then that crossing, and then that goes. But when it comes to Boxing Day, I was checking Arsenal's recent record. And it is actually not that good on Boxing Day. I, I remember one year... We lost 4 0 to Southampton on Boxing Day. And but was he Cuckoo Martinez scoring a thunder goal? This guy I've never heard in my life. He's playing right back and he scored like his four. I remember the goal. It was like, it was like uh, Roberto Carlos esque. This it goes like from like the oh, the, the swerve on it was unbelievable. And I said Per Mertzacker, this guy is so slow. He was I remember him being terrible in that game. So actual actual recent memory has been bad because I remember the all six or seven season we were top of the league at Christmas and then William Gallas got sent off and on Boxing Day because I remember he had, he had the number 10 shirt like I don't even know why he had the number 10 shirt like this guy's playing centre-back and he's on the number 10 shirt so actual recent memories have been bad so I don't really like watching Arsenal on Boxing Day he's watching other teams <laughs> and what, what do you think for your what do you think about this weekend you've got Chelsea so what's happening there see I'm banking on the fact that like Chelsea been out, have had a really up and down season. Like they, they they don't seem to have fit all the new signings together. Like every I see all the Chelsea fans hate on Timo Werner recently. Like all these like missed chances he has and stuff like that. And Kai Havertz hasn't really settled. So, but I tell you what, I settled. Thiago Silva's been brilliant this season for him to refer to him. And Kurt Seaman looks very well. So, I think well, I think we'll lose. Like, but. I wouldn't be surprised if Arteta pulled out the bag just because his job's on the line and that's what happens in football nowadays. But I think Chelsea will win. I think I think as a neutral, I'm still waiting for the Chelsea, the classic Pulisic, Werner, Havertz and Ziyech all in the mm. same team. He's still not done that yet and I really want to watch that. Yeah, uh, well, uh, uh, Abraham's on good four recently to first, so you can't really drop him. Can't. And uh, yeah, it's been, a weird, it's been a bit weird about Pulisic because he hasn't been that good this year. For me, uh, I'd probably go Ziyech. I don't know if would you class Ziyech as a winger as a 10? I'd say he's more of a 10, really. Mm-hmm. I put Ziyech in 10, Abraham up front. I put Werner on the left. 
And who really plays on the right? I'd have to put Pilic on the right and Roy plays on the left. Mm-hmm. And Tom, for you, probably your memories came in more recent times with Swansea. Uh, yeah. Uh, for some reason, Boxing Day football just reminds me of Aston Villa because I think we played them twice on Boxing Day in like two or three years. Uh, and I, we, we never play, we either play really well against Aston Villa or really bad. And it was one of those times, the first game we played against them, we battered them, second game, they battered us. Uh, but my most recent Boxing Day memory was Brentford last year and we got absolutely pummeled 3-1 by like probably the best team in the league last year, in my opinion. Brentford was so good attacking and they absolutely just piped us for 90 minutes. And I remember sitting there on Boxing Day. Uh, just sitting there hungover, watching my team just get piped and just thinking, what is the point? Why am I why am I putting myself through this right now? Uh, Are you at the Liberty? Uh, no, it was away. It was uh, away. Uh, and I, I literally, I literally a week before that, we got piped 5-1 by West Brom. And I was thinking, this is what we... Like, <laughs> what is the point? It's like the worst time to be a Swansea City fan. But I think we managed to turn it around after that game, just about... Uh, so Boxing Day memories me very up and down. And of course, this weekend you've got QPR, and they they look like they're struggling in the league. So, what, what do you yeah. what do you see happening there this weekend? If they're struggling in the league, that means they'll beat us comfortably, uh, because that's just how our season's going at the moment. We're a bit like United. We do well against the good teams, and then awful against the bad ones. <laughs> that's sort of how it's going for us this season. And uh, well, Ed, you, you've you, probably you've not had many in recent years. <laughs> what's what's the deal there, mate? What, what's 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 your best memory from Wigan's Boxing Day matches? Well, I, I tend to always go to the Boxing Day game, whether it's home or away. I'm pretty much always there. Last season, it was derby at home we drew 1-1 we went 1-0 up in about the 87th minute but obviously still didn't manage to win because that's just what happened to us in the first half of last season um the first football match I ever went to actually that was on a boxing day 2009-10 we drew 1-1 with Blackburn that was back in the Premier League uh favorite one has got to be 2014-15 season, we were dire. We were absolutely diabolical. We got relegated that season, but we beat Leeds 2-0 away from home. James McLean scored. It was a really good goal right at the end. And um, the first goal was the most hilarious own goal I've ever seen. It was, I can't remember who it was. I think it was Domenico Berardi. He was a centre-half for Leeds at the time. He tried to chest it back to his goalkeeper and it just went in. <laughs> Any, any anything else, or is that is that? Um... I think. Hmm, what other good books do you Well, don't have any other good ones. I don't think I've ever seen us win on Boxing Day, apart from that Leeds game I just mentioned. I remember a couple of seasons ago we lost two 0 to West Brom at the Hawthorns on Boxing Day. Jay Rodriguez scored an absolute banger and chested it down. On then he hit it on the half volley from about twenty five yards. It was a very good goal, but not very good for us. And of course, now this weekend you've got Shrewsbury. Um, yes. Relegation battle, six point. Massive three. game. Massive what? game. And we play in our next three games the other three teams that are in the bottom four with us. And that's a really important game. And if we win those three, 
then or like two of those three or something they were quite confident because it's not the first time they've told us this but the EFL have finally said that at the end of this week we will have new owners in so if that happens we win a couple of games against our relegation like fighters and then new owners come in we get new signings in January I think we can actually stay up and I would never have said that at the start of the season Right, and for myself personally, of course, I'm a I'm a United fan, right? Um, well, probably both my 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 memories of of United Boxing Days have come against Newcastle. I don't know if you remember that one. Was it? I think it was December 2012-2013 season when Van Persie came in, and we had to play against that OG Newcastle squad with Denver Bar and Papis <laughs> in front, and it was four three the match. Oh my god! Oh, absolute emotional roller coaster. We, I think, we were we were behind three times in that match, one nil, two one, three two, and then Chicharito Hernandez with a classic last minute winner. <laughs> with it, that Newcastle team was that yeah. was that's a legendary team. Isn't I mean, Chicharito, Gutierrez, yeah, they were good. They really pushed them to the edge, and. And then I think actually even last oh, season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was sick. I remember that. Who remembers um Leon Best when he was at He wasn't very good, but I do remember <laughs> yeah. him. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah, they, they, had, some, they had some dross though to fair to me. They had like Gabriel Overton. And they had, oh and god, they, yeah. Remember Peter Lovencrans? No, oh, he was so tall. He was so he was like that. He was like that Spurs player, like Pavlichenko. Like he's like <laughs> oh, yeah. basketball players, like playing football. <laughs> no, but do you crouch as well? <laughs> do, you, do you remember that like football meme that everyone likes to post about boxing? Day, like nineteen sixty one, where it was like twelve. Yeah, years yeah, old. yeah. I've, I've <laughs> actually written. I've written all them down. Yeah, tell us the results, uh, Tom. Then. Yeah, go there on, was, go on. There was Boxing Day nineteen sixty three, and there were ten games. Do you know how many goals there were? There was a lot because there's like a, isn't there like an eight one and a six three and stupid yeah, yeah, sixty six goals in ten games. <laughs> <laughs> the, the the biggest game was Fulham and Ipswich, which finished ten one to Fulham. Jesus Christ! Man United get pummeled by Burnley. Yeah, six one. Man United six one to Burnley. Chelsea beat Blackpool five one. Liverpool beat Stoke. 6-1, Tottenham drew 4-all with West Brom, Blackburn <laughs> beat West Ham 8-2 and Wolves drew 3-all with Villa. <laughs> what a day. You mean you I know, think the defenders, the defenders. Football. You know in kids football, when you're like really young, you have matches like that. That's what yes. That yeah. well, the, the defenders are clearly in too many mixed pies the day before. Yeah, they're, they're still hung over. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. It was, it was a thing so everyone used to drink every night, didn't you, like, but yeah, if you're a football fan, every football fan is on Boxing Day. It's like they can't help themselves. They always have to post that on Twitter or something like that. Like, oh, I remember mm. my lifetime was better than yours. Something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's no, but imagine to, that now. Like, that'd be mental for Boxing Day. I think it's safe to say the quality of football probably defending has improved since then. Well, yeah. this season's been a bit mad. There's been quite a lot of fun. We had a 6-2 at the weekend. Yeah, like, <laughs> like what was it? Lost like eight two from Twitter and then beat uh, uh, Palace seven nil. Like that's like yeah. the biggest we have scoring. I don't know what the record was, but they, they got a record for like I don't know something like that on the lines. 
They well, United, so- United have both lost 6-1 and 1-6-2 at Old Trafford this season. <laughs> That's nuts. That, that is actually we're crazy. We're crazy. So, so we, should we talk about United being tower challengers this year then? All right, I think it's on you. That's a very big call. I think Wait, who, who comes close? I'm saying direct opposition, United probably second. I think it's on. Yeah. I think it's on. Mm. Like, like it, I, I, was saying, I was saying it to you guys, like, for a manager to go from, uh, like, villain to hero and, like, literally, like, three matches or something like that, it's insane. Like, you look at Oli three matches ago, everyone was like, Oli out, Oli out. Like, it was at back off the back of a... I can't remember you lost to. When they got knocked out of the Champions League. When yeah, they got knocked out of the Champions League. Uh, and then everyone was like, oh, all these jobs are online. Like, you haven't got a lot of group mm. in now, now you're looking at it now and you're like, you know, I can seriously challenge for this Premier League title this year. What are they, three, okay. point, three or four points of the title this year? But like, I was never an Oli outer, but I was never Oli in, if you know what I mean. Because I never thought he yeah. was the right man to take the job over in the first place. Even back like two years ago, I never thought bringing in a, a former player would have been the way to go. But he seems to be getting the best out of the players at the moment. But I think the defence is just shaky. I don't know if you saw yeah. it. Oh, that was awful. Like, how many times we gave the ball away at the back? And oh, it's, it, it, it's, I get nervous whenever, <laughs> whenever we're passing it around the back or whenever someone's running at us because we can't defend. Mm. You're awful at defending set pieces yeah. as well. Like, because I can't remember who it was. It was either Fred or Martial. Was marking Liam Cooper for the header he scores off a corner. And you have Harry Maguire and Victor Lindelof. If they were marking, we do a, we do a zonal defending. We do, that's what we do. Oh, I don't like zonal defending. Shocking. It's basically like come at me, and if you get out, if you get like out physical battle, then you're just you're rubbish. Mm. What, what what did you guys give me, Tommy, that night? This guy turned into like his arm. Yeah, it was quite bad. I mean, I've got look at this guy. Goal. He's got a brace. That first goal is absolute quality as well. Oh, that was a class goal. He set a Premier League record, didn't he? Wasn't he? Yeah, the, it was, the, yeah. He just scored two goals in the first three minutes or something like that. Yeah, fastest ever brace in Premier League history. That my yeah. mum and dad are both lead supporters. So. Oh, <laughs> did you watch it live? Did you watch it with them? Oh, yeah, I watched it with them. And uh, when, <laughs> you know, when it was two after three minutes, I just kept my mouth shut, you know. I was, I was like, I'm not going to start winding them up. But I just thought, I can't believe what's happening here. Mm. I thought it ruined the game a little bit. The fact that United went up. I mean, you know what I mean? It's like you have to bet I'm on happy, anyone getting that record for the moment because it's like it's like a it's like one of them rivalries again uh, to, to be revived, and then it was almost over before it even started. Mm. So it kind of ruined it, but you know, we'll take it. Did, did any of you guys see Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank's comments after the game? He was he was pretty much just saying United aren't that good of a team, and that um, leads with a reason why United scored all them goals. That like not one goal was created by United. If you know, but, uh, that does sort of make sense. They did give the ball away for all of the goals in the first half. Anyway, it was just Leeds trying to play out the back, which is how they play. And Bielsa says like, I don't care who we're playing. This this is how Leeds play, and. It showed that maybe against bigger teams they shouldn't do that. Do you think that's genius or arrogance? Uh, I don't think they yet have the qualities to do it against anyone. I don't think it's either genius or arrogance. I think it's a nice idea. Like I just think he's optimistic that he has a lot of belief in his players that they can play like that against anyone. But they don't yet have the quality to do it against the very top sides. It reminds me of 
bit of when Martinez was Wigan manager, we tried to play tiki-taka against everyone and it didn't always work. I mean, I feel like if uh, Pep did what Bielsa did, I think he'd get like sorted for it. I don't know. I just feel like Bielsa sort of, because he's labelled as this, you know, like uh, sort of generation defining coach, like coach specifically, he's sort of like given the benefit of the doubt. Whereas I think if Pep did something like that, he might be slaughtered in the press for it. I mean, if you if Leeds have conceded the most goals in the league with 30, I'm reading here. And I've read a few things that I said with the way Leeds play, they're going to get hammered sometimes. And that's what happened mm. on Sunday, if you know. Yeah, I mean. that, yeah, I agree with that. But I, I, I think, I just think it's more see, of... like they beat, they destroyed Newcastle earlier on last yeah. week. So it's. Yeah. I, just, I just think it's more of also like stubborn in his ways rather than like if it's good or a bad thing. I just think no matter what players he has, he always play the same way. And it's as, as, a, as a neutral, not like obviously spoiling Leeds, it's very fascinating to see the way he plays. Like, Completely new style of play, and being a top ten side as a, as a supporter of Leeds, you can't say that you're having a bad season. Like, you get some games you're gonna get hammered like six 0 but like no matter what, every game you watch for Leeds is entertaining. So as a mm-hmm. fan, you can't be like dissatisfied with the way your team plays. Mm-hmm. And you look at the team; it's not that good. Imagine what imagine what Bielsa could get out of Leeds if he got actually good players. Like, he's he's got Dallas in those. He's a bit useless. I like I like uh, Jack Harrison. He's, he's a very good player. No, I, I think Stuart Dallas is a really good player. He's he's now he can play anywhere, and he's a really like he's good like utility player to have. And he's someone that Bielsa has definitely got the best out of, and that, that's where he is a very good football manager. He makes players you know he was always like sort of seven out of ten championship player was Dallas. Bielsa has made him quite useful in the Prem. Patrick Bamford, like Tom, you're probably thinking the same. How has this guy gone from being an average championship centre forward to being very good in the Prem? Like, how has that happened? He, he was about as good as Kiefer Moore last season. He's the Tory Kiefer Moore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, because uh, I, I remember like a couple of years ago with Middlesbrough when he got like 30 goals in championship. Like, he's a clearly like proven goal. He never scored, scored that many, I don't think. <laughs> he's got the goal, I think he's got the goal and be the championship like twice. I think he got it with uh, yeah. And then you look at his record, Chelsea youth record. Like, he's clearly had goals, he's clearly been a goal scorer in the past. It's just his transition from a championship to Premier League. Like, when he was in the Premier League last time with Middlesbrough, he wasn't that good. But you look at it this year, I think he's he's like. Like seven or something like he's doing very well this year to refer to him. And he's looking like a new player. Like yeah, he, this season he scored nine. Nine. Last season he only he only got 16 in the championship. He's never scored anywhere near 30, Leon, mate. He scored 16, 9, and 11. No, look at his Middlesbrough record. Scored he 17. Scored 17 once. Yeah, well, I'm not sure. No, he, <laughs> he scored seventeen in forty-six. That's not fabulous. Like it's very, it's good, it's good, but it's not like wow, this guy should play in the Prem. Is that another like, iconic like, Leon quote? Like, like, He's won like, the Golden Boot twice. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. he is not. Won, he is not won the championship Golden Boot. That's not true. <laughs> Fourteen fifteen. That's where he won it. Anyway. Yeah. I, th- I think I think uh, the sign of Rodrigo has been very good. I like him, I li- and I like a team I really, really, really like that Rafinha guy from uh, they mm. bought from uh, Nice. He's got a lot of swipe. Isn't it Rens? 
Yeah, Ren, that's it, Ren. Ren's. But he looks like a good signing for. But no, but at least at least fans have got a lot lots to be optimistic about. Like yeah, like you said, they're going to get smashed a couple of times, but pick yourselves back up, and I think you'll easily get a top ten finish with Leeds. Hmm. And I'm looking here for so Boxing Day weekend. We've got probably three, I'd say, pretty big matches in the Premier League, and I think we're going to give some predictions right now. So first of all, we've got yeah. Leicester City, Man United. We've got Tottenham Wolves, and we've got Arsenal Chelsea. So let's just start off with the Leicester Man United game, Tom. Uh, I can't. I would probably go for a United win because they just find they just hit form. You know, it's a vintage Solskjaer, really. So as his job's on the line, he's just pulled out the bag. Last few games, they're playing well, and I, I'll go for a United win. Leon. I watched I watched Leicester against Spurs and they played. I, I was like, they look pretty good this year to fair. And obviously United are playing well recently as well. So I think I think on paper this looks like they're probably the two informed teams. And it, I'm very excited to see what Leicester do. But I was looking at United's attack recently and it's just looking very fluid. Like Daniel James banging in goals again. Like I just, I think United will win. I'm I'm very confident in United at the minute. I think they're doing very well. So I think I'll go United win. Ed. Right, Leon, can I firstly point out that in the 14 15 season, when you thought that Patrick Bamford won the gold, he was the 10th highest scorer in the championship that season, and Daryl Murphy scored 27. That's 10, <laughs> <laughs> that's 10 more. <laughs> anyway, uh, Leicester Man United is a game that I can very much see going either way because Leicester, uh, their home form has been horrible this season, but sort of like Man U, they do do well against big teams. Like we saw, they've been doing very well in the Europa League and they beat Spurs, which has put Spurs into quite a bad run of form, obviously losing to Liverpool and then losing to Leicester. But Man United also very much a team who can pull it out of the bag in big games. Obviously, they ultimately crashed out of the Champions League, but they hammered Leipzig, they hammered PSG. Back in the Prem, they beat Everton away. Like, they are very good in the big games. Take a very brave man's crew which way this game's actually going to go. But I'm going to say 3-2 either way. Whatever happens, the score will be 3-2. So I'm, I'm going to go with a 1-0 United. Um, and I think... As you said, Leicester's home form hasn't been great. Um, if you look at the table on away form, Man United would be top. We're on 18 points or something from uh, with a game less away. So, and we've won every game away from home. So I, I, I'm I'm pretty confident. Um, but also I'm wary. I think I think Jamie Bar- Jamie Vardy might have picked up an injury actually against Tottenham because he went off holding his groin. So hopefully. Well, actually, okay, no, not hopefully, but like, let, let, let's see. Uh, if he if he's carrying an injury, he might not be as sharp. Or he's had a groin injury a lot in the past. What what he tends to do, I read in his book, whenever his groin plays up, he just gets an injection and then he's fine to play the next game. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think I'm gonna go for a one 0 victory, and I think yeah, United. I think, I, I think usually it's not a low scoring match with United concerned, but I think we're gonna probably set up quite conservatively for that match. Um, Arsenal-Chelsea. Tom? <laughs> uh, I think these next two games for Arsenal and Arteta are make or break, really. 
uh, Chelsea is like, you know, the traditional rival. But the game after Brighton, like, like a, it's so mad that I'm saying it, but like a current rival for Arsenal. Um, I like these two games will, for me, define sort of Arteta's easy to find his first half of the season and could define his Arsenal sort of managerial career if he gets sacked. Uh, I can only see this going one way and that's Chelsea win. Leon, mate? Mm. Uh, well, I think, no, no, honestly, like, heart away, like, if Thomas Poitier returns for this game and obviously Martinelli's back to full fitness, but uh, it just depends if Bamiang is back or not because against Everton, we just... Lacked ideas about Aubameyang, so I, I, just, I just think Chelsea will be as four 0 I think they'll smash us. <laughs> like I just I look at our attack against our defense. Like David Luiz is, is, is back in the side, and then oh, Robert Robert Holdini is our captain. And I just think I'll just get smashed. Mate, tie from AFTV would probably still think you'll win the league even if you <laughs> even if you get smashed four 0 Probably. <laughs> No, nah, I think we'll get smashed, honestly. 4-0. Ed? Um, I think Chelsea will win. It's just a case of how many goals. I think how many goals is very much defined by if Frank Lampard puts his players in the correct position. What I'm saying there is stop playing Werner and Havertz out wide. Right, Tammy Abraham's on good form at number nine, doing well. There's no need to put Werner on just for the sake of it when he's underperforming on the wing. Leave him on the bench, and if Tammy's not doing it, then bring Werner on after 60 minutes and down the middle, he'll probably score. Kai Havertz last season at Bayer Leverkusen in number 10 was one of the best number 10s in Europe. Lampard tries to put him out wide, and it doesn't work. Put your best players in their best positions and the goals will come, is all I'm saying. Well, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say something at left field here. I'm going to go a draw. It's still not enough for Arsenal, but... I well, think, that car's left field. I think, I think wishes do come true at Christmas, and I think Arteta, on his Christmas list, will be saying, please get me a point, uh, at least. A and, point? This is um, what it's come to. Well, yeah, you're in a relegation battle. Relegation teams probably... Look at some of the big six and say, right, we'll probably want to try and get a point there. That's probably what you've pe- what he's painted. <laughs> he probably wants to get a point. Um, yeah, I saw some also. I know, you, you probably won't get relegated, but like you're not you're not going to get into the top ten. So um, yeah, it's just going to be one of them. I think it's going to be one of them games where Arsenal. I think you'll start well, you'll get a goal, and then you'll have a, a defensive blunder and ruin everything. And it'll probably be a penalty that you score as well. It won't be an normal goal. Can I just um, say that I think uh, if Giroud plays, he scores. Oh, I score with that guy. Oh, and I hope he does like a, I hope he celebrates as well. Brilliant. He definitely won remember uh, the Europa League final where he's like, thank you, Arsenal. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I hear that guy. Who's I mean, like Arsenal. And he's just like... Theo Walcott, how many years did he play for? Like, how many years did he play oh, for he celebrated Arsenal? Celebrated as well over a decade, and he scored for Southampton. He went absolutely mental. Tifa, I, I think I'd be that type of player. I think I'd celebrate. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, but like, if we, like, we've literally paid for his kids to be raised and go to good schools. Like we literally paid for this. Like, all his house. <laughs> 
Biles. We've we've got this guy a career. We're like, what are you, what are you, what are you, what are you dad? We're your dad, and he's just <laughs> like, it's enough. No praise. What a sorry! It's like, it's like a meme come from come down to me. What a sorry! Wait, Leon, Leon, are you trying to are you trying to claim that Arsenal made Giroud's career? Can, can I just point out that he won more league titles with Montpellier? No, what about what about Theo Walk? Theo Walk, we definitely made Theo oh, Walk. Right, right. Like, come on, he came for like sixteen. He, came, like, he was like twelve years old when we bought him. So, like, <laughs> I'll say he was Jack Wilshere. I'll put him Theo Walcott got European football this year. As far as it will be, it happens all the time. Like failed Arsenal stars always come back and score out, score out a break, a break against us. It just, just happens. Realistically, where do you see Arsenal finishing in the league table? Realistically, well, obviously like fourth. Come on, the fourth. Oh, no, no, no. I'm talking about you're, you're in the position you are right now. Where are you finishing? No, I think it'll be very similar to that Chelsea season with uh, Mourinho's when it. Went, I think it'll come like twelfth or something like that. And uh, I think I, I think well, I don't think uh, we'll sack Arteta, but like if we do, we'll get someone. I generally think we'll get someone in like obviously he's gone to West Brom now, but like a Sam a Sam Allardyce type signing to stay the ship, and then we'll really we'll, not someone like Lucien Favre just been sat by Dortmund. Uh, like someone like God Hitting, like I think uh, like someone like Ranieri, like them type of managers, like will come in, like stay the ship for like eight months and go. Oh, wait, what, what? I mean, you're probably big enough to get someone like Lucien Favre. Yeah, definitely. I don't like his style of play. Like, I remember watching. I remember watching him in uh, Nice, and he was absolutely terrible. He's what so about, impressive. What about Poch? Oh, Poch! For me, Poch and Allegri are the dreams. Obviously, Allegri, a completely man. different yeah. ideology. Allegri has <laughs> <laughs> been my dream. He's my dream signing. But obviously, like the football will be absolutely terrible to watch. But just seeing Poch come. Like, even if he never wins the trophy for, like, four years, just seeing Sol Campbell 2.0 would just be, it'd just be amazing. So, I'd love to have Poch. But I don't, I don't think, because he, uh, that's why he never goes to, like, Barcelona, because, like, he's very, like, doesn't want to manage his, uh, his old rivals. Like, he doesn't want to go. Yeah, he's Espanol, isn't he? He managed Espanol. And he wouldn't, I, I don't think he'd go to us. I think he said that in the past. So, I don't think we'd get him. And then finally, we've got uh, just one more prediction I want from you boys. Uh, Tottenham Wolves. Oh, that is a good game. I think that's a good game, but yeah. Well, Wolves lost yesterday, didn't he, against Burnley? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And on solid Spurs, though. Yeah, they lost. I think Spurs will bounce back. I think Spurs will bounce back. But what's yeah. happening with Bale? What's happening with Bale? I haven't seen him do anything. I think he's he, the he's a, okay. I'll tell you this: Werner, Kai Havertz, and Bale do not get talked about enough. Like, what has happened with Bale? I haven't seen him. Bale was injured for a bit, though. I think it's unfair to call Bale a flop because like, he hadn't played for months because of the whole situation at Madrid. Came to England, got a bit of a knock. Werner and Havertz, yeah, fair enough. They have just been a bit below par. But Bale, I think you've been a bit harsh if you're calling him a flop yet. I don't I think, think Bale was a Mourinho signing. not performed. I'm yeah, I don't think it was. named after a full season. It was simply for nostalgia, I feel like. Mm. Like, all the top fans. Like, if you, yeah, if you're saying... If you're saying to Tottenham fans, who would you most want to have back? It'd, it'd obviously be Gareth Bale, no matter what the money. So, I, I, just think it's, I just think it was a PR stunt, really. But, like, what has he done? Like, I haven't even seen him. Like, I've seen him, like, play at once in the Europa League, that's it. 
He scored a free kick in the Europa. He scored a very good free kick in the Europa. What, what so is he injured then? Did he? He was, and he's just coming back. He's yeah. on the bench at the minute. And it's the same with uh, Bergwijn. He hasn't, done, he hasn't done much this year either. Oh, his finishing is awful. Those two chances yeah. against Liverpool, if they fell to either Kane or Son, they would have both been goals because they were Bergwijn. They weren't. I, 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 I love, I, I, love I, the Mourinho I, celebration at the end of that match. Brilliant. Mm, yeah. Oh, he's, he's, having a, he's having a bit of a renaissance this year, isn't he? I did, I did by all yeah. vibes. Against <laughs> <Yeah>. Arsenal. <laughs> no, <laughs> for, me, for me, I'll go. I think Spurs will bounce back and I think Spurs will win. Um, I'm going. Uh, 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 what do you think, Ed? I think that. Uh, Spurs will win because Mourinho, obviously they're having a blip at the minute, but Mourinho is a very good manager and he is getting the best out of Spurs on the whole this season. Wolves are very toothless in attack without Jimenez. I think Neto and Podence, in fairness to him, have stepped up, but they're not as good as Jimenez and they haven't adjusted to the four at the back yet. You can see that against Burnley last night. They just weren't able to play their usual flow in football because the players haven't adjusted to the system yet. And on top of that, the new players haven't adjusted to being at Wolves yet, I don't think. Nelson Semedo and Marcel are not a touch on what Doherty and Johnny were last season. So I think they really need Johnny to come back from injury. That would help a lot when, whenever that is. Um, but yeah, they're just not... Something for them is just not clicking at the minute. They could do with a new centre forward in January as well, I think, to cover the duration of Jimenez's injury. I mean, what, 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 okay, I'm going to ask, actually, ask another question here. What do you think your, like, your teams in general, what do you all think you need in January if you were to go out and get a player? Tom? Anyone for Swansea that you'd say you uh, We need a centre forward. Uh, like an like an out and out striker because at the moment we're playing two up front, but the two up front are um, Andre Ayew and Jamal Lowe. Do it. They're they scoring goals and they're doing well, but we don't have a sort of out and out number nine. And I think if we want to be serious like uh, promotion challengers, and I would say that we one thing we need definitely is an out and out number nine because our midfield is solid and so is our defence, so is our goalkeeper. It's sort of the only thing we're lacking is. Yeah, that that solid centre forward. Who do you suggest in particular? Um, there is someone that we're looking at. I can't remember his name, but I'm pretty. I think he scored 17 goals already this season. Um, I will try and have a look at his name. I can't remember. He's from the lower divisions, but I'll, I will. Uh, I'll have a look while you're discussing. I'll see if I can find who he was. Leon, what do Arsenal need? If you're talking like dream, it definitely be Hosimawa. Like I wanted him last year, but if you're talking realistically, I think we need to like try and emulate what other teams have done and sign people from like Premier League proven, like 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 Spurs with Hoiberg. And for me, I, I really like Basuma from Brighton. I really mm. like Basuma from Brighton, and I really like Emmy uh, Brendier from Norwich. And I think if you can pick them both up for seventy million, or maybe eight million at a push, I feel like they'd instantly approve on midfield. But if you're talking like you got 60 million on one player. It'd be Jose Bawa. Because I remember watching him a couple of years in the Champions League, a couple of years ago against Man City. And he, he, I think Pep said it after the game himself, like, 
the way he like just like glides, it's like he's it's like he's an ice skater. Like he's just so good on the ball. And uh, I remember Mikel uh, when he was when he was assistant manager for Man City. He met up with uh, our and talked to like how he sees him like being David Silver replacements for that. So we've got history there. And in the summer window, he was our second target, and obviously we tried to buy him at and party. So for me, the dream would be getting uh, our. It's just a case of. Whether he can like fill the creative void because he's never been like an out and out ten, he's always been like an eight with like creative abilities. So if he's talking like out and out ten, I've all, I've always liked Isco, but I feel like he's never like hit the levels he was always supposed to. Like him and him and Asensio was both meant to like take over Ronaldo and uh, Bale, well he just never like seemed to like hit the heights. But if you can get Isco below fifty million. I think I'd go for Isco as well. And the same with Asensio. If you get Asensio below 50 million, I'd get Asensio as well. But for me, nowhere other than 10 for me gets looked at. Like, maybe another centre-back. But that's just that's just the case of whether we have enough money or not to. But reports I've been reading the last couple of days is that Kroenke is willing to invest because he's worried it might, might go down. So I think I think we'll spend big in January to Fertils. Ed? It very much depends on whether the new owners get approved. If they don't, then we simply can't afford to sign any players in January. Um, but if they do come in, they're on about buying 11 players. Because um, we need, no, 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 it is good because we don't have, we have like five senior players in our squad at the minute. So we actually do need that. And also this Felipe Moreno guy, I don't know if any of you have heard of him, he's the like prospective new owner. He was the Legionnaires owner um, when they were in La Liga. They're the club who had Martin Brathwaite literally stolen from them by Barcelona, which is why they got relegated. Um, and he's done well in Spain before um, buying a lot of young players and he wants to do the same with us. So I'll be perfectly happy if we get a lot of <laughs> young Spanish players in League One, get a bit of tiki-taka going at Swindon Town away. What about you, Sam? What, what, what do United need? We need a centre-back uh, because Lindelof and Maguire don't work with each other. And I, I'd, I'd be going out of my way and saying, I think it needs to be Lindelof and another centre-back. I think Maguire needs to... I think he needs to chill out a little bit because he's been... I, I think he's been through the... the He's been through the wars with a lot of criticism with his whole case in Greece. He's been through the wars. I think he needs a break. So, I, I, I mean, personally, I'd be looking at getting someone like Upamakano in. Mm. in yeah, in I, I know it'd be tough. Um, He's just set on new contracts as well. Someone, or maybe also look at the other guy from um, Leipzig. Is it Kanate? Kanate. He's really good. Ibrahim Ibrahim Akanati is a ball. Mm. Why, why would they go to United though if they are in the Champions League? That's, that's a United. good question. The money United in the end of the day is money. Yeah. Yeah, but you look at United in the league. Like it's, it's, it's very very promising for United in the league to go. Like you look mm. at United next couple of years. Same with Leipzig though. Like Leipzig title challenges in Germany this season. Yeah, but Leipzig will never ever win it. Like for like twenty years, like at least. Like look at Bayern. Oh, that's a very bold goal. You look at Bayern. Like, can you look anywhere over the? They've literally won the Champions League last season. Yeah, like, yeah, no, yeah, but that, that you can't say twenty years. Like, come on, look, look at what's happened to Barca in about four. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I've also seen reports of Alaba, but I don't I don't know about Alaba. Uh, oh, really he'd, he'd be well good. 
He is very good. He is a very good. Thinking of more, you know, if United, if you look at United's team, it's quite a young team anyway. And I think if we're trying to build something for the future, Alaba's just not going to work. Personally, I I wouldn't want to bring in Alaba, but that's my opinion. Um, Mm. What about Koulibaly? I don't know about this year particularly, but I see United getting eighty million. Eighty million for a guy. Eighty million for a guy. That's a terrible purchase. He's very good. He's a very he's good centre-off. He's 30 years old. No, no he's not. No, he's not. He's Did you watch against Liverpool? He gets destroyed. He, he is the most overrated centre-back I've seen in, in, in a long time. I mean, genuinely That's speaking, harsh. I don't know what... I think, you know, someone maybe like Tyro Mings, but... No, no, no. no that's I, bad. I mean, you know... Mings is better than Maguire. I've said that this season, Mings is basically just a better version of Maguire. No, I think the best version of that is Lewis Dunk. Out of all the three of us, uh, just said, Louis Dunk is the best version of all them. Like, look, out and out, Ariel Jules won. This guy is superior to all of them. Yeah, but United don't, don't need, United don't need someone like that. They need someone who, with a bit of pace, if you know what I mean. Because if you look at, if you look at the way it's teams, it's just, it's, it's just they just cause havoc when they've got pace. That's why you need someone like Upamecano, Kanate. Mm. I'd even go as far as saying someone, maybe someone like Varane or Kimpembe. Oh, Van's been awful. But what, Kim Pembe's injured, by the way. He, yeah. he, um, Did you see that yeah, tackle? Yeah, it was, I was watching that, that game. Insane. It was an amazing tackle, wasn't it? Basically, Burak Yilmaz was in on goal for um, Lille. And Kim Pembe, he'd already pulled his muscle, but he went in and, like, it was the best slide tackle I've seen for about a decade. It was fantastic. And he's injured himself for probably quite a while by doing it. Would you, would you would you not uh, try and sign Conor Cordy? I think that would be a good sign if you know. He'll go to Liverpool. He'll go to Liverpool at the end of the season, I think. I'm done with trying to get the, you know, I mean, the UK footballers, they're just overpriced and overhyped, some of them. And it's, it's yeah, but like, I don't know. I'm sure they'll through the Premier League now. Like, will he bother got Joe Rodan. <laughs> has he played a game from Spurs yet? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, he has played a couple. Started, for Chelsea, started against Chelsea. Mm. I think he did okay in that game, actually. You know, you know, yeah, he made a couple of errors, but for like his Premier League debut against Chelsea, who did well. I mean, what what I have been seeing though is United have been talking to a CDM, defensive midfielder from, I think he's Colombian. He's from the the South American league it's called Caicedo or something like that. So that's. Oh, yeah. I've heard about this. Is that is that the next the next big thing coming yeah, out? Of yeah, everyone's the next big thing. Like we're, apparently we're, we're we're getting this Ahmed Diallo. Oh, I'm a trial. Oh, yeah. Oh, he's good I'm looking forward to seeing him. I'm looking forward to seeing him. He he needs to go straight into the first team squad. I'm looking Is that the guy from Atalanta? Yeah, he's from Atalanta. Yeah. We've signed him for 35 million. He better be, you know, special or 25 million plus add ons, but he better be something good. That's not that much in the modern market, though, if you think about it. He's like 17. He's not played in the. He's barely played. He's played, he's played one match in the Serie A. Mm, yeah, but Sheffield United signed Brewster for like tw- over twenty five million, didn't they? And that's looking like a bad signing now, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah very and much. Finally, and then we're getting all these reports again of like, our oh, Grealish talks are reopening, Sancho talks are reopening. So you're never going to get them players. Why would I don't, you Grealish... I, don't believe, I don't believe those stories one bit. But no, it's yeah. like that's that you know they're so easily targeted to United and those players specifically. Sancho's mm. been bad this year. To be fair to Although, me. People are saying Sancho looks like a player who wants to leave Dortmund. He hasn't, he's, well, he hasn't scored yet. He hasn't scored in the Bundesliga yet. People say the way he's carrying himself on the pitch in itself looks like he's not even happy at the club anymore. 
Mm. Yeah, I saw that. I saw yeah, the United like this United. I saw his like United Instagram account because he liked uh, Rashford's post at like three o'clock in the morning Dortmund time. So it's like this guy just wants to get out so badly. He's like, I think, I think he wants to join United, but let's see. And I, I think his price is definitely going down, which like, which is only a good thing. It's good. It's good. It's good. And hopefully, yeah. But is it good to sign a player that's that badly off form? True, that is a good point. Well, yeah, but Spurs, look, look at Bale, you were mentioning Bale at Spurs. Um, how much is that down to the fact that he didn't do anything for Madrid for like a season uh, and a half? You make a good point. You make yeah. a good point. That's a good point. Can I uh, get back to you that player that I said that I want for the Swans? Yeah. yeah. It was uh, Max Waters from Crawley Town. Okay. He scored uh, 13 and 14 games. In League Two, and but we've already had a five hundred thousand pound bid rejected. Mm. So five thousand. Five hundred thousand. Oh, so I don't know. I heard five thousand pounds. <laughs> <laughs> we're uh, we're looking about a million pounds for him, which I would happily pay, but I doubt the club's owners will pay that for a League Two striker. It can go either way that when a player comes from League Two to go to the Championship. Exactly. Like Ivan Tony now is. Fantastic Brilliant. for Brentford, and he's been scoring in the lower leagues. I remember um, Wigan signed Omar Bogle, and he had similar figures to this Max Waters guy you're on about. And he was scoring all the time for Grimsby, and he just couldn't hit a barn door in the championship. Where did Will Grigg come from? Uh, Will Grigg was a. Um, we signed him from MK Doms. He's another one, then. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And he was very, very good for us. But now. He's shocking for Sunderland, but I don't think that's down to him. Stupid move. I don't. Th- I don't think it's down to him. The pro- like the problems at Sunderland. I think it's poor management. Hmm. Okay, boys. So I think that wraps up this podcast uh, for this week. Let- wish all our listeners and you boys a merry Christmas, and we'll talk to you in the next episode.